Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to Cotton Grower Magazine's Cotton Companion Podcast. This is Jim Stedman, Senior Editor of Cotton Grower, and I'm joined again today by my own cotton companion and colleague, Beck Barnes. Beck, what's new? Hey, hey, uh, Jim, how are you? Yeah, uh, nothing too much new here. You know, you know as well as I do, rained on us. It's Monday morning as we're podcasting. Rained on us all weekend, so uh, didn't get any yard work done. The, the lead, or rather the grass is tall, but I am well rested, as I told you this morning. So, so there's a trade-off. You're ready for the challenge when uh, when things dry out enough, right? Eventually, yeah, eventually, sort of, you know. Sort of sounds like cotton growers at this point, watching the fields and making sure that everything's is, is doing well. I haven't checked, and we'll look, obviously we'll see crop progress numbers later today uh, to see how much plant advances we've had in planting in the past week, but I'm sure Based on last week's weather, we we're going to see some pretty substantial increases. Uh, you mentioned the rain here in the mid south, and the temperatures are back into the 60s right now. So that may slow things down just a little bit, but my guess is not not for not for very long. Yeah. Anyway, well, you know, one thing that uh, everybody likes and uh, and can certainly appreciate if if they're being honest about it is a birthday or an anniversary. Uh, the bigger the milestone, the better the story, and the better the reason to celebrate. And the same thing is true with companies, especially those that you trust and those you rely on and, and are in some way something or a, a company that you can personally identify with. So today we're going to bypass our usual news and crop progress information, and we're going to focus on telling one of those success stories for the cotton industry. When Steve Nichols with BASF joins us to discuss and celebrate 100 years of Stoneville Cottonseed. That's right. Yeah, great great conversation with Steve uh, here in a bit. But before we go any further with that, uh, we want to hear from the good folks at First Fire Safety, one of our monthly sponsors. And uh, they have a message they'd like to share with you right now. First Fire Safety is a fire protection company based out of Austin, Texas. We have developed a foam fire suppression system specifically designed to protect the John Deere Round Bale Cotton Harvester. We install this system and train operators all over the world. Be fire ready with a first fire safety fire suppression system. Call today for more information and pricing. 512-777-1555. All right, thanks again to First Fire Safety with that timely message. Well, now without further ado, we're happy to welcome Steve Nichols, the South Region Agronomy Lead for BASF, back to the Cotton Companion Virtual Studio. Steve, it's good to have you back for such a momentous milestone. And uh, so let's just start out by saying happy birthday, Stoneville. Hey, Jim, thanks a lot. That's a great way to kick it off. I like that. But first of all, let me just say, uh, you know, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today and uh, you're in Beck's interest to learn more about Stoneville and the 100 years celebration. Uh, you know, and if you look back at, at the 100 years and, and uh, you look at some of the milestones, uh, to me, there's an overarching one in, in, uh, of, that, of that milestone. And if you go back to the beginning when Stoneville was formed, uh, the objective for the Stoneville brand when it originated was to increase the economic value of an acre of land. So to me, the, one of the most impressive overarching milestones is 100 years later, we're still focused on, on that same principle that the company was founded on. Uh, you know, and a lot of improvements have been made over the years uh, through research and development and through breeding. Uh, you know, we continue to bring varieties with, uh, that will increase yield potential, improve fiber quality, 
and uh, provide agronomic traits that the growers are asking for. So it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of the Stoneville brand and, and work with the growers and consultants and, and the people that, that look at Stoneville for uh, providing them success on their farm. Very cool, Steve, man. That, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate that little table setter here before we get into it. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, 100 years ago at the very beginning, and, you know, Jim here especially uh, kind of went back and looked, looked at the timeline uh, since the start of this brand. And, and uh, we know that uh, it was founded in Stoneville, Mississippi, which is a real town, very real. In fact, uh, Steve and I both grew up uh, right around there. And, uh, you know, it was back in 1922. Uh, George B. Walker, three of his associates were founding the brand back then. Uh, and, you know, it, in, in terms of branding, which is something that uh, we all work in on the media side, it's a seed brand named after a town. Like I say, it's a very real town, Steve. And, right. and you and I know that there's a lot of ag research that goes on around there. And, and a lot of different companies have plots around there. And Stoneville is kind of a, at the epicenter of all that ag research that goes around. So can you tell us just a little bit about what makes that plot of ground uh, so special, why the brand's named after it? Right, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really neat to me to think back. Uh, you know, I, I moved to Mississippi in 1959 and I was born and, and raised there. And little at the time that I know when I was a young child that I was living really in the epicenter of agriculture, one of the key agricultural areas in the whole world right there in Stoneville, Mississippi. And a lot of it is based on the really strong fertile soils of the Deer Creek there, uh, strong cotton production there. The Stoneville town, uh, you know, and, and the, the Walker family out there, they had a, a dairy at one time. They, of course, they generations of farmers there. Uh, and, and the Walker family were right there in, in Stoneville. And uh, so it, it's really uh, nice and unique that they chose that town right there where they grew up and farmed. Uh, to name the brand after. And as you mentioned, Beck, all the agriculture research that goes on there with Delta Research and Extension Center, uh, one of the research farms for Mississippi State University. Uh, they have the catfish research there. They have tree research there. You have Delta Council right there located in Stoneville. So a very, very strong presence uh, in agriculture, in cotton, not only in Mississippi, not only in the U.S., but globally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's wild, that little bitty town has a long, large reach, a broad reach. So, Steve, um, you know, like I say, George, uh, rather Jim uh, went back and was kind of studying the timeline of the, the history of the brand. And, you know, he noted uh, it's a hundred year history, but boy, things really start picking up around about, what do we say, Jim, 1986, that timeline starts getting more active uh, with, with the brand. So uh, a long hundred year history, but it seems like the last three decades have really been amazing. Can you talk about some of the changes that have gone on with Stoneville since 86? Right, you look in, you know, the, the last few decades, uh, you go back 20, 30 years, like you're talking about, and, and you start looking at things like really, really getting in advanced breeding and really being able to select strong genetics with high yield potential, uh, becoming uh, really more precise on being able to launch varieties and know where they fit and how to manage them and being able to share that information with growers. Then you also look at the introduction of, you know, trait technology into the germplasm uh, to improve weed control and insect control. Uh, you look at moving from, you know, selling a bag of cotton seed by weight versus uh, a seed count, which was a, a big thing for growers as, as the price of cotton seed went up and cost of production goes up and 
and you look at uh, transgenic seed and, and the increase in seed cost, uh, it was really important to growers to know they were getting the right value for what, you know, what they were paying for. Uh, so that was also a, a big thing as well. And then you, you just look at the strong leadership that, that's been through uh, the last few years. Regardless of what company owns the Stoneville brand, there's been some really strong leadership at the helm. And more, more recently, uh, you know, that I can think of is uh, when, when uh, Stoneville came to Bayer Crop Science in 2007, you had people like Lee Rivenbark and Mike Gilbert there at the helm. And, uh, you know, also have Don Threat has been a part of the Stoneville history for a long time. And uh, currently today in BASF, we have really strong leadership uh, with our cotton team and, and uh, Brian Perry and, and the colleagues that I work with. So I think that the leadership has been a key part as well as, as uh, some of the, the legacy and, and the success of Stonewall. Well, Steve, I can, uh, I can certainly, I can go back just a little bit farther than uh, you know, the, the Stonewall days. I remember when Bud Hughes was managing the company. I think Bud was there for maybe 10 or 11 years and uh, helped move. That was at the point, I think, when Emergent Genetics owned the company and they were actually moved the headquarters to Memphis. That's exactly right, right. And Bud, Bud was instrumental uh, in really ramping up the Stonewall brand. I mean, he is widely recognized for the contributions that he did and the things that Stonewall achieved uh, during his time there. And it's interesting, you know, Don Threat goes all the way back to that time. And Don's one of my colleagues today and friends and and, uh, you know, I know if you've ever visited with Don, you know his passion uh, around Stonewall and the brand as, as well as myself and my colleagues. So, yeah, Bud, Bud was certainly uh, someone that, that brought a lot to Stonewall and, and had a vision and a focus uh, to keep bringing that brand forward. Now, during that period of time, and, I, and I'm not sure that, that maybe a lot of people know or can even recall that Stoneville was actually the first cottonseed company to introduce a genetically engineered variety. Uh, and trait to the market with the BXN technology back in the mid 90s. And this was literally, what, maybe a year, year and a half before, it's right around the time Bolgard was hitting the market, but it was about a year, year and a half before Roundup Ready. Uh, a lot certainly changed since that interview. Absolutely. And, and you know, that was the, the first trait in, uh, in the Stonewall brand. And then you look at others as, as it's gone through transition. Uh, I mean, we've had Stonewall uh, with uh, Bolgard 2 Flex. Uh, we've had uh, Glottal Liberty Link, Glottal Liberty Link, Bogard 2. Uh, you know, there's been multiple trait packages, uh, Glottal Liber Liberty Link, Twin Link Plus. And we're right on the cusp of looking at the next new technology uh, pending regulatory approvals. Uh, we'll have a new trait package in Stonewall. So that's been part of it, too, is being able to introduce these new traits and, and maintain the high yield potential and fiber quality and and the other things that, you know, people look for in, in the Stonewall brand. Yeah, no, no plans to pull that BXN gene back out, right? I don't think so. I think that was been <laughs> killed. <laughs> well, like, like, we, like we were discussing, obviously, Stumble's had multiple owners since the mid-80s, uh, including, I think, twice by Monsanto. Uh, and, uh, and each one has obviously helped push the company's progression along a little bit. Um, my impression is that Stoneville's variety performance has always been its strong point. I think that's something you alluded to earlier. Uh, and it's really more of a trust point too, I think with uh, starting in the Mid-South and the Southeast, now moving over into the Texas area. Trust is a really powerful driver for your customers, don't you think? Uh, Jim, you're absolutely correct. I mean, trust is paramount and without it, success in any business or any relationship, it's gonna be short-lived. 
Uh, I perceive two distinct aspects that have contributed to the longevity and the strong history of Stonewall. Uh, I think one is the trust in the brand, the, the trust in the cotton seed uh, due to the consistency, the reliability of being able to get a stand and have a good early season vigor. Uh, we ran on the platform for a long time, stand and deliver. And that's one of the things Stonewall's known for. Uh, also, you achieve that, you combine that with, uh, you know, high yield potential varieties with fiber quality that, that's marketable in, in the global economy. And uh, these are things that growers look to uh, in our Stonewall varieties. And one thing we've been very consistent, been able to do. And uh, I think another aspect of it is the seed quality that we have focused on in the Stonewall brand. Uh, we truly aspire to be the industry leaders in providing high quality seed to the growers. And it's something we hold ourselves to a high regard in in the number of tests that we do to test the quality of the seed. And, and I think a lot of it is the genetics and a lot of it is the quality of the seed that we put in the market that allows it to get up out of the ground and get off to a good start delivering those high yields. The second aspect around the trust to me has been around the, the leadership. Um, when, I, when I look at the uh, colleagues I'm surrounded by and when I look at the leaders through the history uh, of Stonewall that I'm aware of and have speak, spoken with, you know, I, I see people that do things the right way. They do things with integrity and honesty. And, and I think that has really, uh, you know, been good for the Stonewall brand to have that strong, consistent leadership. Uh, those two aspects combined, the trust in the brand and the trust in the, in the people running the business and the leadership, I, I think uh, that's, that's what's made 100 years work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Steve, listening to you talk there, you know, I, I'm just sitting here reflecting on 100 years, man. That's wild. I mean, like you, you, you think of all the, the brands and the seeds and the effort and great R&D and research that's gone on from a lot of different companies under a lot of different brand umbrellas over the years. And this little company in Stoneville is still here 100 years later. You know, if, if you'd asked George Walker, in 1922, does he think his seat brand is going to be around in 2022? It'd been a pretty bold statement to answer yes, you know, uh, but but here we are. So, you know, uh, with that with that in mind, what do you think is going to be in Stoneville's next hundred years? I mean, be bold for me. What do you what do you see in the future? Well, you know, uh, what I kind of mentioned a while ago, I think the most exciting thing on the immediate horizon is, you know, pending regulatory approvals and, and we're on track, but we've got some hurdles to clear. Uh, we're looking at bringing Accent Flex technology into the market, and that technology in the Stoneville brand is going to uh, it's going to bring forward a quad stack uh, herbicide package. Uh, so it's going to offer really really strong weed control options, and it's going to be combined with our Twin Link Plus, which will give good insect uh, protection as well. Uh, so we're really excited doing that. We're bringing it forward in some of our most recent novel germplasm. Uh, we're excited about the yield potential of these varieties and then the, the weed control options it's going to give our growers. Uh, so, you know, beyond that, all I can tell you is, uh, you know, we're going to have a continued investment in research and development. Our, our breeding team is very strong and focused and, and uh, we have a, a very diverse germplasm pool to work through to, to discover new lines. So we're going to keep on looking at that and uh, we're going to be looking to continue to deliver solutions for growers. Uh, and you know we're, we want them to be planting stumble to be able to uh, be the provider for those solutions. And you know what I will tell you is uh, when I look around uh, it, the, the colleagues I work with, I kind of spoke to it a little bit maybe in the trust, uh, but I see people with strong character, 
that are knowledgeable, they're competent, uh, they have courage to make decisions, and it's a team of people with passion and determination to keep, keep the Stonewall brand strong. Um, so I'd say just keep your eyes open, Beck, because I think the best years are truly ahead of us. That, that would not surprise me one bit at all. Uh, Steve, I think while we've got you, uh, we are in the middle of cotton planting right now. And I know progress numbers will be out later today for this week. But, you know, a week ago, we were sitting just shy of 40% of the crop planted. What are you hearing from, from the different regions right now? Right. There's a lot of cotton going in the ground. And as you know, I think what's so uh, amazing today is when the ground does get dry, you know, farmers can get in and plant at a rate and, and get over so many acres, uh, you know, compared to years ago. So I would feel like uh, some areas are uh, ahead, but others are a little bit lagging. But overall, I think we're on track to get this crop in. I think the biggest watch out to me, if you look at it on a national scale, is, is Texas. Uh, where they're dealing with drought and, you know, they're looking for rain and, you know, they're trying to figure out how they're going to maximize how they, they grow their, you know, their, uh, their cotton and where they place it in on their farm. So that one remains to be seen, you know, and, but the good thing is they still have a little bit of a wind up. They would just feel a whole lot better if they had more moisture in the ground sure. right now. Yeah, we, we would all, all, those of us here in the Mid-South would have loved to have sent some rain there back their way this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it, we, we've, uh, I, I moved back to Mississippi in 2020. And uh, like I said, I grew up here, lived most of my life here, except for the time I spent out in Lubbock. And uh, I just don't remember raining as much as it has been raining since I moved back home. But when you contrast that to Lubbock, where uh, annual rainfall is only somewhere around 16 inches, maybe maybe that's why I think so much now that I'm back. And that, and that six and sometimes that 16 inches comes in one day. Yeah, that's right. It's it's just a few uh, few times that you get it, and then it's done, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So anyway, Steve, with 100 100 years behind us, uh, I guess the most important question of all is. Uh, when are you cutting the birthday cake and, and who's going to blow out all those candles? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I would tell you it's, it's pretty much a, a work in progress, but uh, I, I do have a hand in it and I do have a, a, an ear close to it. And uh, what I would tell you is we are tentatively shooting to uh, host some type of celebration uh, in probably September. And we would love to do it there somewhere on the Stoneville campus. Uh, uh, they have some nice facilities there, and, and we had the 90th celebration for Stonewall there. Um, so we hope to be able to do something like that. Uh, now, who's going to cut the cake and who has the capacity <laughs> to blow out all those candles? Uh, that's yet to be determined, but we'll we'll find somebody that's up to the that, challenge. That, yeah, that sounds like a company-wide contest right there. You got, <laughs> you got a couple months to get that one figured out. Right. <laughs> anyway, Steve. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always fun to uh, to look back at, at a company's history and, and celebrate some of the milestones and, and look forward to its future. And I think it's safe to say that Stoneville's future is, is, is in good hands with BASF uh, and in good hands with the folks who are, who are managing the business at this point. So thanks again for joining us. We appreciate you, Steve. Jim, Beck, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's always fun to talk about something you enjoy doing and, and a brand you're passionate about. So thank you both. All right. Great. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Cotton Companion podcast. A special thanks again to Steve Nichols for joining us uh, to share the, the, uh, the story and uh, celebrate 100 years of Stoneville Cotton. Uh, thanks to, to the good folks at First Fire Safety for sponsoring this ap episode. And as always, thanks to you, dear listeners, for joining us. If you like what you hear on the Cotton Companion, please be sure to spread the word and tell your friends about this podcast. 
Here's where they can find us. You can find the Cotton Companion in three easy ways. First, go to cottongrower.com forward slash companion, or simply click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. Second, subscribe to our channel on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts these days. And three, sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, the Cotton Grower e-news, that's delivered to your email inbox every Tuesday morning. You can do that by going to cottongrower.com forward slash subscribe. Also, be sure to follow Cotton Grower on social media. We are at Cotton Grower Mag on Twitter. And on Facebook, you'll find us by searching for Cotton Grower Magazine. Cotton Companion Podcast is produced twice monthly by Tyler Hatch and Kim Henderson, our talented colleagues at the World Headquarters for Maestro Media Worldwide in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio. My name's Jim Stedman. His name's Beck Barnes. And we'll be back with you in two weeks for the next episode of The Cotton Companion. Until then, stay safe. Yeah, he works and he works and he works and he works all day. God made a farmer. Yeah, he 